from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, and Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones as we talk to you about you right in front of you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. The call is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. Kyle's going to start off this hour in Indianapolis. Hey, Kyle, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call today. Sure. What's up? Um, so essentially, uh, I'm 19 years old and two years ago, um, my dad pretty much put himself in a position where he drank himself to, I don't know if you guys have heard the term wet brain. Mm. Um, but it's pretty much a vitamin deficiency and, uh, it causes pretty much permanent short-term memory loss. So now, um, that's been going for two years and, I were, there was a conservatorship and a guardianship, but we're trying to switch that and we're not really sure what to do with it. Who's we? Uh, the, the whole family. Uh, I have two siblings and then he has three brothers and then my mom is divorced. Okay. So she hasn't got anything to do with him. She's divorced, right? Right. right. And so who's got the conservatorship His brothers? Um, no, it's actually my older brother, but he is like the most irresponsible person there is. So, <laughs> um, my mom pretty much helps him do it all. And in fact, not really helps. He just, she just does it for him. Um, which we trust our mom, but that's like you said, divorce, not really the would, best. Idea. Would your brother... Are, are you are you do you want it do you want conservatorship do you want to take the lead on some of these decisions or are you just frustrated by the whole mess well i ideally it would be either ideally it's me because i mean quite frankly i don't want to do my own, own horn but between his brothers and my siblings i'm probably the most responsible but I just, I feel like I'm 19. I'm trying to start a career in real estate. I don't really know. Yeah. Right. I don't know how much responsibility it is. So a lot, a ton. Yeah. Is your dad going to need long-term care? Is he able to care for himself in any capacity? He's in assisted uh, living right now. And I mean, I don't know how much longer he has, quite frankly, because he pretty much smoked and drank his lungs and liver away, and now he's gained a ton of weight. So I just don't know how long of a path this is. Okay, so if assisted he's living only, is caring only 48. for if assisting living is caring for his daily needs, what will the conservator actually be doing? Um, there's some paperwork that needs updated yearly. And then um, if he needs to move facilities or if, from my understanding, if he does pass away or get close to passing away, they ultimately hold that um, responsibility of what happens next and whatnot. So I can't, um, Kyle, I can't tell if you are asking us a question or if you are wrestling with what uh, about the conservatorship or if you are just simply 
wrestling with that the unfairness that you should have to do this yeah that gnarly paradox between i love my dad and i want to take care of him and i can't believe that i'm in this position well yeah and that's kind of the last part of it is that i think as a family as a whole we all kind of feel like even if we all were responsible and were able to do it we're kind of just mad at him like Mm -hmm. why is it our burden that's fair to Both and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that for you. So I guess, and then the last option would be able to give that responsibility to the state, but none of us really want to do that. But at the same time, it's been my experience that if, if you're making the choice to not, um, if you're making the choice to not, give him over to the state, then you're making a choice to be a, a member of his, uh, a part of his life. And if you're choosing mm-hmm. to be a part of his life, those flashes of anger and frustration, that's part of the grieving process. That's normal. That's, I miss my dad. You, and I can't believe he hurt himself like this because his actions now are going to ripple through his family for generations. That's all real. And Every moment you choose to dwell on what happened in the past versus what we got to deal with what's happening right now and then what can we make of this and what happens next in my career and my life and my education too is a choice to be miserable in the present. I don't want that for you. Do you, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? So if you turn him over to the state, you, you dust your hands off and you walk away. Okay. If you choose to keep him and every day you wake up and you're pissed off at him, you are choosing to have the most miserable road ahead. Right. Yeah, so the, 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 the only way it would make sense to move forward, I think I'm hearing, uh, if you move forward, regardless of why, but you have got to commit to this whole situation not taking up all of the real estate in your brain. Because otherwise you're going to spend all your time ruminating and dealing with this and talking about what some conversation you can't have with a guy that's not there anymore and – so that involves two things. One is it involves I'm going to very much compartmentalize this, and it's going to get 10%, 7% of my brain to actually cause the uh, assisted living to occur, to cause hospice to occur later, and to plan a funeral later. Um, and I, And the other thing is I've got to really get with my pastor and walk through the process of forgiveness and set this down so that it doesn't take up all of your brain. If it takes up all of your mm-hmm. brain, it's uh, it is completely unfair to you. And I would I would turn if you cannot do that. And I don't know if I could have at nineteen, Kyle. It, but if you cannot right. if you cannot do that, then you need to also clear your brain by letting someone else do it, other than you. Mm-hmm. You do not have a moral or ethical responsibility to take this on at nineteen. You have the option to do okay. it, but you do not have the the mandate from scripture or society for a nineteen year old to fix his dad who drove it, who drunk himself into the point of being an invalid. And in fact, legally, your brother has that responsibility right now. Right now, nope. Yeah, your brother has it legally, but you don't have the the, the weight of you have to do this or you're a bad guy. That's not there. So the only way you can move forward is if you set enough of this aside that you're that you still have more than enough room to have a great life in your brain. 
And sometimes the best thing you can give your dad is to take care of yourself and to get about living your life, too. Sorry you're facing this, man. Yeah, it's hard, man. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ed is next in Tampa, Florida. Hey, Ed, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Better than we deserve. What's up? So I got a real estate question. Um, I am 26, my wife's 26, and we are about to purchase our first home. Awesome. To purchase our first home, that is. Um, and got pre-approved recently and I'm struggling with understanding what, what to do here. So, uh, they, I was quoted for putting 20% down on a home mm-hmm. and 15% down mm-hmm. on a home mm-hmm. and on a 15 year fixed mm-hmm. and my rate for 20% down is higher than my rate if I put 15% down. That makes no sense. And I don't, I agree. And that's what I'm trying to figure out why that would be and which direction I should go. You should talk to Churchill Mortgage and get a quote and then ask them if they give you the same thing that's, uh, why in the flip is this? Because I, I, I know of no logical reason that should occur. As a matter of fact, when you put 20, no, wait a minute, are you dealing with an FHA loan or a conventional loan? conventional okay with 20 percent down you will avoid pmi private mortgage insurance which will amount to about uh three quarters of a point i mean it'll amount to a lot right it's about 75 dollars per hundred thousand borrowed per month yep and um and so not having that with 20 percent down is a substantial savings I mean, it's like 200 bucks a month if you're borrowing 300 grand. And the rate should be, the interest rate should be exactly the same either way. But putting less down would normally cause you to have a higher interest rate because it is a higher risk for the mortgage company. That's that's what that's what I would have thought. Yeah. And they said that the the lender that that I so we're it's a new developed new community being developed mm-hmm. so it's the preferred lender of the builder oh whoopee and <laughs> so no, i, mean, I, pr- I, I prefer not to use this just... lender yeah so there it's yeah, not the preferred I'm lender of the sure buyer on the same boat yeah. yeah no kidding yeah i think I, so, okay. I i don't know what they're doing i honestly have no idea did they they give you no logical explanation for the higher rate uh basically what she said is that when someone puts 20% down and the bank is no longer charging them PMI, 
they still view that as a higher risk than if someone put 15% down and they do charge them PMI. Well, that's just not true. Okay. Because the whole purpose of yeah. P, the reason PMI is there when you put less down is because it's higher risk. That's why they make right. you get it. Private mortgage insurance pays the bank if they lose money in the event they have to foreclose on you. It does not insure you in any way. It insures them against you getting foreclosed on and them losing money. That's what PMI does. There is no PMI at 20% down, and the reason is, industry standard is, is they're very unlikely to lose money. So, Ed, I'm going to ask Dave a question. Is it, Dave, is there a possibility that – because I think there's a profit motive here is what it is. Right. So is, is there a possibility that – or actually a risk that when you're over 20% and you ask for your PMI by law, they've got to take it off, but then they no longer are insured against that loan? No, they don't. They do not have insurance without PMI on a conventional loan. There's no insurance. So it sounds like this mortgage company is saying we don't want to do loans no. that aren't insured. No, because they're selling the stinking loan. It's a Fannie Mae loan. It's it's all it's, it's going to be bundled up anyway. Yeah, they're going to be bundled up and sold yeah. on the secondary market. So they're it, it, it's a that's weird, man. Yeah, it's a con, it's a conforming loan. It conforms to a set of guidelines so that it can be bundled and sold. And so I I think it's a local uh, mortgage company that thinks he's got a fish in a barrel because you're buying this on a new site, and and they're the preferred. Linder, okay, I prefer not to get overcharged, so I'm going to prefer to use somebody else. Check Churchill and see if you can find out what's going on. There may be something I don't know here, but I don't think so. I mean, I've been doing real estate for 40 years, so um, this is weird. It's very weird. Uh, Yeah, and if you have the 20% down, I would put the 20% down rather than pay the extra $200 a month per $300,000 borrowed for PMI that gives you absolutely zero benefit. So uh, that's why we suggest 20% down on a first-time home buyer. We lighten up and go, oh, if you want to do 5 or 10 or 15, that's okay because it gets you into the house. But the downside is you're going to be biting the bullet on that PMI. But, I mean, that's a lot of money. So it makes no sense at all, Scott. Uh, I mean, you're, you're – I mean, Ed, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're asking the right questions, and uh, the best way to, to, do, to keep people honest is get another bid. Mm-hmm. So go to Churchill Mortgage, talk to them. And um, they can take care of you in Tampa for sure. They've been an advertiser with us for 30 years. And um, that team, Mike Hardwick and that team do a great job. Hey, man, thank you for calling in. I wish it was easy, but it's a good. I wish I knew the answer. I don't. I don't. I don't. But I agree with you on the frustration. I think you're getting the runaround some way or another. But maybe there is something I don't know. Yeah, keep, keep, keep pushing till you learn. Scott's with us in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey, Scott. Hey, yeah. Uh- uh, Dave and John, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? So I'm on uh, baby step, baby step two. Uh, I have 136,000 in student loans, um, and was wondering if using the equity I have in my house to, in about four or five years down the road, uh, either refinance or uh, take out a HELOC uh, to pay off that student loans when uh, it becomes an option well i you didn't pay off the student loan you just moved it onto your home if yeah. you don't pay a student yeah, loan they don't foreclose. That around yeah mm-hmm. if they don't if they don't uh if you don't pay a student loan they don't foreclose on your house if you don't pay a heloc they foreclose on your house mm-hmm. you just increased your risk yeah you're putting your house on the block you just put your house on the line for your stupid student loan no thank you sure even like refinancing to a to a fifteen year 
Well, you again, know, so, you just uh, you just put your house mm-hmm. on the line for the student loan. You didn't pay it off, dude. You just moved it. You understand, right? Yep. And you, pay wait, it off means yeah. that you don't owe it anymore anywhere. You moved it with more risk. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's your household income? Mm-hmm. Uh, about a hundred. Cool. Good for you. How old are you? Uh, Thirty-three and four kids. Good for you. She stay-at-home mom full-time or what? Uh, no, she works part-time. So what's your total household income? A hundred. Oh, the hundred includes her. Okay. Right. Yeah. How old are the kiddos? Uh, one, four, eleven, and twelve. What do you do for a living? Uh, physical therapist. Good for you. You paid a lot for that. <laughs> if that whole, if that's yeah, if that's if that's all you on PT, you got hey, you ago. got hammered. Okay. Um. What, what, I, most PTs I know are making more than $80,000 a year. What's Is it your market? What's the deal? Started. He oh, just started. Oh, just started. Okay. I bet, didn't you? Yeah, so base salary of about uh, 70 uh When did you start? And I work I work weekends. When did you uh, so when did you get out? When did you get your PT? 2018. So yeah. about three and a half years now. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. You're, you're gonna. You're. But John's right. You're gonna. You should see ten thousand dollar bumps along the way here pretty quick as you get some experience mm-hmm. and you got the ability to add some hours. Except for the fact you got a bunch of littles at home. But the uh, um, yeah, tear into this thing. I want you to just get just roll up your sleeves and go bust your butt. Stay out of restaurants. No vacations and get this thing knocked out. And then when your house is paid off, it's paid off. You didn't have a big. But student loan over there hiding behind your mortgage, acting like it didn't happen. It's a form of financial denial. Uh, so, no, I, I and I'm going to help you, Scott. I, I've been right where you are and didn't know what to do. It's We've got the answer. It's called Financial Peace University. And if you'll hang on, I'm going to pay for it for you and your wife and your four littles. And I want you to go through this class. It's nine lessons. And we're going to jack you up, jazz you up, and teach you what to do. And if you'll go do exactly what we teach, you should have this paid off in about three years. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Jake and Kate are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi, Dave. Doing great. Great. Happy to be here. Honored to have you. Where do you live? Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, OH. I love it. I love it. Good to have you guys. How much debt have you paid off? We paid off $223,034.16. Wow. How long did this take? This took us 36 months. Wow. 
and your range of income? We started at seventy, went up to about a hundred thousand to to two hundred thousand. Okay, that works. Well, what, what do you guys do for a living? I'm a safety manager for a uh, local government. Mm-hmm. And my wife. Um, I'm a director of operations, marketing, moving into events. Ah, very good. But I also have a um, a side hustle, a construction company. Which, that's what took that from the 100 to 200. Whoa, so you're making more money on a side hustle than yeah. the whole stinking deal. Yeah. Yeah, good for you guys. Yeah. Well done. When you show well up to uh, do safety inspections, do you say, I'm from the government and I'm here to help? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, we know that doesn't work, so. <laughs> All right, I'm just wondering. What kind of debt was the 223, or yeah, 223,000? We had two vehicles. Um, we had uh, a few credit cards. Um my school loans, and we paid off our house. Oh, yeah. look at the weird people! Okay, how much of the two thirty-three was the mortgage? Uh, seventy thousand. Yeah. Oh, so the student 000. loans were the big dog. Yeah, one hundred twenty-six in yeah. the school loans. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. What happens when the student loan is larger than the mortgage? You knock them both out. That's right. I like it. That's Good right. for you guys. Well <laughs> done. Well done. How long have you been married? 11 years. Yeah, 11 I'll years. Ca- I'll catch him first on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 underhand Kate, pitch a, here. Underhand that was a pitch. lovely yeah. wife so, thing you just did. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was yeah. Very, that was nice. That was very sweet. It'll be 12 years in May. We are on TV. So, yeah. I, and the... Um, <laughs> on May the 4th. The uh, Close. The so, sixth. what happened three years ago then? Because you guys have been doing this the other way for a long time. Yeah, Dave. Um, well, we'll you know. You up. The, well, first of all, I want to I want to mention that the uh, the what's important about the date today is 22 years ago to the day today is when I started dating my bride. Wow. And uh, and, yeah. and and so who would have the irony of that 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 we would be in this journey along the way that we'd be back you know and. and and be on the stage and be able to share our story. Yeah. Um, and we didn't pick that date. It was assigned to us. So kind of crazy, just yeah. our first that's, date, that's who would have thought? Well, the yeah. people in the booth, they do detailed research on people, <laughs> and they found that they Googled and found that's when you started dating. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Cool. We, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. But but the big, but the really, the the um, reason is is our little fellow here to the right, Jackson, um, mm-hmm. is uh, our son is really what, what, ignited this for us okay um, so he's three he's three correct ah, okay so yep. kid kid comes and you go whoa just got real boom yep yep and we got after it we realized that you know we wanted we we live in a nice community but we want to get to somewhere where we can really put him in the in, in another community where he was good for him growing up for school and um um I mean, that's just been on our minds. So we said, you know what? We got to do this now. We got mm-hmm. got to get after this right now. You so did get after it. We we set. <laughs> How'd up you goal. get plugged into Ramsey? Yeah, we we actually did Financial Peace University at a church. Um, our teachers Jorge and uh, Kayla Pena up in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Um, instructed us. Um, we started in September. I mean, we were bringing him to class when he was three weeks, four weeks old. Yeah. Um, but Jake started a while back. He started in 2010. After when we I, got engaged I, I to was, try to get the ball moving. Yeah. I actually, I took it in, in Orlando, Florida when I was living in Orlando, and then they shipped yeah. me to a job site, and I was trying to do it more so FaceTime, and that wasn't working so out. Kate, so, Kate, were you holding him back a little bit? I was, because I had the answers. What I was doing is what I know and was comfortable. So, you know, I didn't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We were just talking we about that. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Way to go, you guys. Way to go. Thank Proud you. of you. How's it feel Thank to be you. free? House and everything, you weirdos. It's 
it's it's surreal. It really is. We're like the food you know, tastes what better. The, the house looks nicer. Yeah. It looks shinier. Like it feels good. It's ours. I mean, when it's I really looked, ours. when we paid that house off, made that last payment, I was looking at the the ceiling, you know, in the house, and I'm like, it, it's just it was a different look. It was like, man, this is mine now, you know, mm-hmm. and um, God's calling us to something greater, and it's not so much about ourselves. Now yeah. we've taken care of that, so now we can bride provide yeah, for our you son got no payments in the world and you can be that's outrageously right. generous yep. that's right and yeah that's very 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 cool so what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is well i think i think the one thing dave huge is is the budget and really um getting on a a, a plan um we still do our every dollar app where every dollar uh, on the app and mm-hmm. And we still have weekly and daily meetings. I would tell her, "Hey, we went over in this area. We got, you know, we we gotta we gotta cut this back, you know, next month or you know this month, whatever." So, um, staying on that budget, not letting, don't not getting distracted by outside noise. You know, there's a lot of people that had their views on how you should do this and how you do that. We were focused on the goal, and we went after that, and. Um, you know, that's we we knew what we the end goal what we wanted to get to, and, th- and and not be afraid to take on a side hustle. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I started this this construction business from the ground up, and I just went after it, and you know, like I said, just kept kept the the mind on the target. You know, so are you running this construction business with cash? Yeah, I I paid my dump truck, my trailer, all my equipment. It's all cash. There's no debt in the business. Way to go, man. You are so far ahead of the game on that one, man. <laughs> wow. Incredible. What's the house worth? Uh, 220000 Yeah. And how old are you guys? I'm 39. I didn't think about it. 38. <laughs> 38, 39. So you're not even 40, 100% debt-free, and so easily 45 years old, you're going to be net worth millionaires. Easy. Well, yeah. I, you know, I another um, part of the journey, you know, the, 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 the think and grow rich, Mm-hmm. That I've been, you know, they were at that definite purpose. That would, that's, that's part of being want to be a millionaire by forty-five. So you go. you're going to be there. I'm on the goal. <laughs> the, yeah. math, the math says you're going to be there. Yeah, great. Way to go, guys. So Thank proud you. of you. Well done. I'm hey, so we've proud got the Live and, and Give bundle for you. That's the uh, Total Money Makeover book, the Baby Steps Millionaires book, both number one bestsellers. Enjoy them or give them away. And, and a membership to Financial Peace University. Since you've been through it, you'll probably be giving that away. And let's bring Mr. Three-Year-Old Jackson up so he can enjoy the That's debt-free right. stream with his a mom quick, and dad. A quick note on this little guy. He um, also is an inspiration because we had quite the fertility journey ah, to get him. So okay. God has blessed us immensely. So we're pumped to give back, and, and we can't wait to celebrate with him. And He does look like a ready. blessing. <laughs> <laughs> He's loved, Jackson, huh? Beyond measure, it. right? Well done, well right. done. All right, Jackson, Kate, and ready? Jake. What Cleveland, Ohio. 223000 paid off in 36 months, making seventy to a hundred to 200 House and everything before they're 40. They're weirdos. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Okay. Ready? Three. Two, Two, one. We're Woo! dead free! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I love it. Well done, you guys. Now, little Jackson has no idea how much of a hero his mom and dad are. No. But they have 
changed his life in ways he has no concept of yet. He's going to miss out on being the ringside seat to some knockdown dragouts because they won't have them. Yeah, they right? won't be having the money fights, That's the right. number one cause of divorce in North yeah. America today. And more so than the money fight is the money simmer, that tension that just stays in your house all the time that then fights erupt from, right? Yeah, the constant boiling just below just the bo- surface. Yeah, it makes everybody feel crazy. Yeah, and you go, what's wrong in here? What's right? I feel it. I can feel it in the air. I grew up in that, and yeah, most people do. Yeah, most of us do. That's the air we breathe growing up and developing our brains and our bodies, and he's not going to have that. And then we wonder why we're anxiety-ridden in this culture. And then your dad's going to give you a sledgehammer and say, get to work, son. (laughs) You're going to be way ahead of the ballgame, brother. Uh, Shovel. Shovel Shovel out the dump truck. There you go. There you go. I like it. This is The Ramsey Show. You know, I get lots of questions about ID theft since it's a huge problem. Most people just worry about financial fraud, which is a big mistake. Tax refund fraud, for example, is out of control. Last year, the IRS paid out over $10 billion in fraudulent refunds. Thieves are stealing your refunds. They're also hacking into accounting and tax preparer firms to steal your personal information and use it for all kinds of fraudulent activities that aren't detected by pricey credit monitoring and prevention plans. That's why Xander's ID theft plan is the only one I've ever recommended or used. They cover all types of ID theft, including tax refund fraud. Plus, they take over the work if you become a victim, protecting your money if you get hacked. They even protect your kids for free on their family plan. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. It's just the smartest, most affordable way to go. Thank you for joining us, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Jordan is next in Greenville, South Carolina. Hi, Jordan. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, yeah, so I was asking, or wonder if I can have some financial uh, advice here. Uh, I'm a, a traveling nurse uh, making a decent amount of money, um, and I was having a conversation with my girlfriend last night, and she mentioned that she had a Roth IRA, uh, and she has about 15000 in it after about two and a half years. Uh, although she didn't know too much information about it, her dad kind of helped set her up. Um, I, I make about $2,400 a week after taxes. Um, and I'm just throwing it into savings and I don't know if I should be throwing it into somewhere else or what I can do to set myself up to be more successful in the future. Good for you. Good for you. How old are you? I'm 28, be 29 in April. Excellent. Good work. Okay. Well, uh, do you have any debt? Uh, I have a truck. Uh, it's about 40,000, mm-hmm. uh, or right now it's about 38,000 and then student loans total about 60. Okay. I would tell you to clean those up before you start your long-term investing and clean them up okay. really fast because you just started travel nursing and you start making bank. And so quit acting like you make it, throw it all at these debts. Cause okay. you got a hundred thousand so dollars in debt hanging around your neck. Right. 
And yeah, getting rid of that in, in the next two, three years would be like the most powerful thing you could do to build wealth. That would be your first right. step. Then when you finish that, the next thing we teach people to do is build an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. We call that baby step three. The next baby step is baby step four. And so at this point, we're probably, um, you know, two to three years from today. Okay. Cause you're doing these other things first. Then you start putting 15% of your income into retirement at baby step four. Now that would be a Roth IRA. And are you paid on 1099? I am. Yes, sir. Okay. So you're self-employed. So you qualify for another thing called a SEP IRA, which as of this year, you can also do as a Roth. You can do a regular individual Roth IRA and you can do a SEP IRA. And I would tell you to put those all in good growth stock mutual funds. And uh, if you click at RamseySolutions.com, you could meet with a smart investor, which are uh, brokers for mutual funds, financial advisors that don't work for me, but they do the stuff the way I teach. So you're going to get advice consistent with what you're hearing me say and hearing us say here at Ramsey, and they'll help you get everything set up and get that going when it's time. But you could save a lot of money. And uh, if you don't have any payments, it'd be easier to save money. Agreed? Agreed. Yes, sir. Um, I, I was questioning the paying off the truck. As far as traveling, my, my plan was to just trade it in every couple of years because I need something for reliability if I'm going to be traveling. Um, it's pretty much going to guarantee you're broke your whole life. Okay. Doing that. Okay. Understood. So let me help you with this. If you're traveling and you're using an expensive vehicle to travel in, whatever mm-hmm. you drive at 40 or 50,000 miles a year, you are destroying its value. Right. And so how much do you want to destroy? 60,000 or 20,000? Understood. And so if you trade up into $60,000 trucks every three years and start the destruction process again, actually the truck isn't destroyed. You just destroyed its value. Because a $120,000 mile, 150,000 mile truck, by the time you get ready to roll it over after three years, um, you know, you, you just pull it up on, uh, Kelly blue book and see what they do. The, the miles just, just tank the value. And, and so you've got to do, you've got to, this is your overhead in your business. Travel is your overhead and you want to minimize overhead to maximize profits. And so you need to drive the least expensive vehicle for travel nursing that if you want to leave the truck, in the driveway, that's okay. But you need to drive the least expensive vehicle for travel nursing that'll get the job done. Get the job done means you get there because it's reliable and you don't have to go to the chiropractor because you weren't driving a smart car. I mean, so you got to have something reasonable, but you do not have to have and should not be driving a $65,000 vehicle when you're a road warrior. I, I just am imagining the conversation he's going to need to have. He probably needs to take his wife out to a nice dinner. This is a girlfriend. A girlfriend. And sit down and say, you were dating a truck guy. You're now dating a Camry guy. And uh, <laughs> Driving a used Honda guy. You are uh, yeah. <laughs> driving an old Accord I'm telling guy. you, you get a Camry or a Honda Accord that's got, you know. It'll outlast that, you. It's two years sure. old and you pay, you know, you pay 15, 20,000 bucks for it. You run that puppy in the dirt. And if you want a nice truck, that's okay. Just leave it in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, because you're just freaking hammering it yeah. on value, and uh, so, and just I'm going to trade ever so often means you're just increasing the amount of dollars that you're losing. Not to mention, I mean, you pick the vehicle with the worst gas mileage you can imagine too, right? If you're driving all over creation with the yeah, anyway. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's a, I, you know, 
but nice truck <laughs> yeah it's a cool truck man it's a cool truck it's gonna oops yeah i just called about the ira please don't sell my truck it's sold. Like, sold it's gone the lesson here is never ask financial advice for your girlfriend that's it. that's <laughs> that's the meta here man. <laughs> i think she set you up why don't you call dave and see what he says <laughs> boom Rad matthew is in nashville hey matthew how can we help Hey, Uncle Dave. Hey, Dr. John Deloney. How you doing, guys? Great, brother. What's up? Uh, quick question is, uh, me and my fiance are about to get married here in June. Yay! Uh, we're we're going to combine our finances at that point. Good. We are both debt-free. She has 20000 in her savings. Gonna have I have just close to 100000 in mine. Good. Uh, we are debt-free, of course, and we're wondering if uh, it's a safe time to buy even though the housing market has gone up substantially it's going to continue to go up so every year you wait it's going to be have, more right obviously we had 20 percent down yeah but, you got great down yeah um our month our uh income for the whole year is roughly about 120 good for you you guys are doing so good man way to go good start well, I mean, you got two options. One is you could buy after you get married. Uh, two is you could rent for six months and then start looking and buy. That's actually has nothing to do with the economy or the real estate market. That's actually wiser because it takes about six months to know how close to your mother-in-law to buy. Mm-hmm. You got to get you. You'll buy a different house six months after marriage than you would buy six days after marriage because you get uh-huh. to know each other better. And you get to figure out that whatever she wants, she's going to get. You get to figure out these things, right? Correct. Yeah, we've been together for seven years. Doesn't matter. You the weren't dude married. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. When you were married, that's when it changes. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. She's yes. going to be real close to those. I, I would continue to pile up cash and rent for six months and spend all of my energy being a newlywed, not looking for houses or hanging curtains. Okay, yeah, currently our lease ends in October, so it's Oh, that'd be okay. That's not quite six months. That's not quite six months, but, you know, start looking uh, in August and September and find something to move into in October, yeah. And Matthew, I live in your in your city, and I'd, I'd buy a place tomorrow. If my wife and needed to move, I wouldn't think twice about it. As far as the economy goes. E- yeah. Economically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And or the price of housing or whatever, it's not going to go down. There's a shortage of housing. And so, uh, yes, I know interest rates are up. Yes, I know the economy sucks. Yes, I know eggs are more than gold. I understand all that. But housing is not going down in value. Still not. Because things things go up or down in value based on simple supply-demand economics, and we have a shortage of housing, not an oversupply. When they go down is when you have an oversupply. And we do not have that. Builders have frozen like deer in headlights, quit building like crazy. Builders are all standing around looking at each other going, let's have coffee. And even the builders are waiting on stuff to show up and supplies and no windows and no wood and yep. all that stuff still. Yep. Still shortage, 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 shortage. And um, the economy slowed down, but the buyers slowed down too. And so, yeah, you're, you're, you're fine. I, I, I would buy in October is what I would do. Good question. And congratulations, sir. Hold on. We're going to put you guys through financial peace university as our wedding gift for you guys and uh that that way you know in a few years you'll be like baby steps millionaires and you can blame dr john deloney for that and uh, you go it's all because of dr john i'll, I'll take that blame man yeah, there you go 
Hey guys, uh, we got our live Building Wealth live events coming up starting next week, February 16th. We'll be in Indianapolis, Austin, Texas, February 23rd, Salt Lake City, April 24th, and Anaheim on May 2nd. Tickets are only $49, and your four pack is starting as low as $175. Check out the tickets at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Uh, it's all of the Ramsey personalities in different ones of us. I'll be at every one of them. Come out. We'd love to have you. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.